0: Say good morning. good morning. We'll try it again. You guys know when I come, it's I need a little noise. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so glad to see everybody here. Today we'll be getting straight into our, our message coming from Mark the sixth chapter. Mark, the sixth chapter, beginning at verse 30, and it goes through verse 44. But it's indeed a pleasure to be here with you on this day. Uh, It's just another day, a great day to uh, be alive on this, uh, the Lord's earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Uh, The earth is his mere footstool. We're before him as mere grasshoppers. So it's great to be a grasshopper on this Sunday morning. But as we continue our journey through Mark and focusing on Jesus, I don't know about you, but uh, a lot has been impacted in my life uh, personally uh, just throughout this study. Of Mark. As uh, most of you know, I don't know a lot of you know, but I was uh, baptized uh, a little bit before uh, Easter. And that was because I came through the realization of one of the sermons that I had preached that as a child, when I first gotten baptized, and up through the years of my young adulthood, I simply had a knowledge of Jesus. He didn't become my Lord and Savior until I started preaching uh, over 20 years ago, nearly 25 years ago. So I just wanted to celebrate the fact that the Lord had revealed that to me uh, through these series of messages, through uh, the message I preached that day. So I hope that everyone uh, has been impacted from the different sermons uh, from the staff that has been coming through the book of Mark. But let's jump in here. The clock is running. Here in Mark, the sixth chapter, beginning at the 30th verse. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. But the multitude saw them departing, and many knew him. And ran their own foot from all the cities. They arrived before him and came together to him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them. Because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. When the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And I'm going to pause there and we'll pick up and and finish out here. But verse 38 is our golden text. But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And our message today, our thought for today is use what you have. Use what you have. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, once again, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for life, health, and strength. And Lord, a sound mind. So now, Lord, uh, just calls us to uh, reason out this message today, to be attentive, to receive it, to take it into our hearts, our souls, and our minds. Holy Spirit, lead me through this message. Cause me not to speak from my flesh. Lord, we just thank you. We give you honor, praise, and glory. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. We see here the Lord Jesus asked them, how many loaves Do you have? Go and see. So as we back up here in the message at the first verse, the opening verse, verse 30, we see the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him everything that they had done. Now, keep in mind, he had sent them out by two by twos back in verse seven, where it says he had called the 12 to himself and they began and he began to send them out two by two. And gave them power over unclean spirits. So they were now coming back. They were assembling. Also keep in mind at this time that John the Baptist had been, had his head cut off. He had been beheaded. And so a lot was going on. Keep in mind also a lot was going on as far as the chief priests and the Pharisees. Keeping the people under their thumb and under the law. And what they had taught, and he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. So it was time for a retreat, so to speak, a time of respite. They had been working hard for the Lord. And it says, for there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. But the multitude saw them departing. Many knew him and they ran there ahead and they arrived before them and came together to him. And when Jesus and when he came out, he saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them. So as the Lord came out and he saw that all of these people, the multitude had assembled. He knew what they were going through. He knew about the taxation and and the Pharisees and the chief priests, how they were abusing the people. And he looked out. He knew about the 400 years of silence that the people had went through, not hearing from God. And now he had came as the Lamb of God, the great shepherd of the sheep. And he looked out upon them, and they were as sheep before him, it says. And he had compassion on them. You know, as the Lord looks down upon us today, he has compassion upon us. Upon his wide world church, he has compassion on his believers And he was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. They were in a position to learn as sheep before him. They had ran ahead. They wanted to hear the teaching of Jesus. Jesus now had begun to Performed the miracles. Things were happening. His fame was spreading abroad. People wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. In the study of Mark, you know, I just really can't put my finger on it, but the Lord has just been speaking to my mind and my heart. And I hope he's been speaking to you as well. But he was moved with compassion and now the day was now far spent his disciples came to him and they said this is a deserted place and already the hour is late now keep in mind they were supposed to be on retreat a time of respite it just kind of sounded in my mind that they were a little impatient they wanted some time for rest and relaxation They were like, Lord, it's getting late now. We need to send them away. They've got to be fed. They said, send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, you give them something to eat. You do something, you make the effort, you stop making excuses. Is that what the Lord is telling us today collectively as a church and as individuals? Stop making excuses, do something. You help others, stop being lazy, Stop making excuses. Well, that's not my expertise. That's not my field. The message is use what you have. And that speaks to everybody in here from me to every individual here. The Lord can use us in his master plan. But we have to realize that we can and should use what we have he said you give them something to eat and they said to him shall we go out and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat once again they were looking for the shortcut well we have a little money let's take it out now two denarii that would supply enough bread for about 2,000 people So they were still a few thousand short, and that doesn't include the women and children because in the end, as we will see, they fed upwards of over 15,000 people. It's estimated to be really 15 to 20,000 when you include the families. It's funny what you can do when you use what you have. But he said to them, how many loaves do you have there in verse 38? We have to make the effort. We have to take inventory and find out what do we have? And when they found out, they said, we have five and two fish. So we have five loaves of bread and to fish. But first, we have to take inventory of ourselves in today's time. What do you have today? Somebody has a gift of forgiving people. Somebody here, you have a high level of compassion for others. Some have more faith than others. Some have financial means that you can help others some have the gift of teaching loving what do you have today take inventory assess what do you have that you can share and benefit others with that you can help carry out the will of god and then he commanded them to make them sit down in groups on the grass. And that was a good reminder to me when we were looking at this, myself and and Justin, that everything is done decent and in order with the Lord. And here were thousands of, of people and he had them to sit down in ranks, in line, in order. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and in fifties. And when he had taken the loaves and the two fish, see, whatever it is that we have, it's important that we put it in the hands of the Lord. It says when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish and he looked Up to heaven. Blessed and broke the loaves. So it says he was looking to heaven and as I pondered on that, he was looking to God the Father. He is our intercessor between us and God. He is our intercessor. Everything has to go through Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Man, I just kept thinking about the Father. and How great the Father is. If we'll just look over here at Ephesians for just a moment. In the book of Ephesians, in the third chapter, Ephesians, the third chapter, 14th verse. Paul writes, for this reason I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So it's through faith that Christ dwells in our hearts. We can talk about him. We can shout about him. We can sing about him. But it's through our faith In the Lord Jesus Christ, when we confess him with our mouth and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, it's through faith that he dwells in our hearts, that you being rooted and grounded in love. It's a process. It takes time to get rooted and grounded in love. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, rooted and grounded. It takes work to love. If you ask my wife, she'll tell you it takes work to love, O Tim, sometimes. But we have to love one another, and it's not always easy. may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ. So when we love one another, when we have faith in Jesus, we begin to know about the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, it says. So no matter how much we study about love no matter how much we study and pray about the crucifixion of Christ for your sins and for mine it still passes our knowledge. Oh how I love Jesus because he first love me I've got an inkling of how much he loves me but I'm just scratching the surface what about you you know he loves you but it passes your knowledge it goes past our ability to know how much he loves us that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ. We give glory and honor to Jesus today. Above all that they could ask or think exceedingly abundantly as we go back to mark above what they could ask or think he's getting ready to supply all of their needs on this day and feed the masses from five loaves of bread and two fish i've heard that since i was a little boy but every time i hear it now as i begin to get older And I look back on the miracles that the Lord has done in my life when he makes something out of nothing. And then he turns that something into excess in my life that we're going to see about this excess, the abundance of the giving of God in grace and in mercy. Use what you have. He looked up to heaven, blessed, and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them, to set before the people. So we see that they had put it in the master's hands and then he returned it. After he blessed it and he broke it, he put the bread back into the disciples hands you see we receive wisdom we receive guidance instructions and blessing in a vertical manner from God Tony Evans talks about being the horizontal Jesus he on earth so when he deals with us vertically from heaven Because remember, Jesus looked to heaven before he blessed the bread. So as he deals with us vertically and we receive instruction and guidance vertically, we are to be the hands and the feet horizontally on this earth. We are part of the horizontal Jesus. and the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled. And They took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. And as we pointed out earlier, In reality, this was over in excess of 15,000 at least that the Lord provided for. Now, I was over at Two Rivers a few weeks ago and Brother Scott was preaching, Matthews, and he was preaching and my mind just began to think about my mom. God rest her soul, I think I've told you about her before. Sister Johnny May Bryan, if she could make these homemade rolls, you would smack yourself. I'm not making this up. They were great. But as I sit there in service and begin to think about mom and those rolls, and it's as if I could smell them in the service, and then it's like I could just kind of taste it in my mouth. And then the Lord just kind of put it in, in my head. I am the bread of life. See, it goes past the physical and into the spiritual because Jesus was giving them a a foreshadowing of the sacrament in which he told them on the night he was betrayed, when he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This also do in remembrance of me. That's the one thing he set forth that we are to do all the other ceremonial laws, they're great. But this is what he told us. Do this in remembrance of me. So this drink over here and this bread over here represents his body that was broken for you and for me as he hung upon that cross. And bled and shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. That's what it represents. And the drink represents his blood. If we'll look for just a moment at the book of St. John. Talking about this bread. St. John. 6th chapter, 35th verse. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. And then we look over at St. John, the sixth chapter. Therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by the Father. Unless the Father is drawing you to Jesus. See, a lot of times we have our own time schedule. We want our children to get baptized. We want our spouse to get baptized. Come to the Lord, do this, our friends. But the Lord has his own timetable. It has to be granted by God. As we go back to Mark, the sixth chapter, get ready to close out our message. we keep in mind that Jesus now is our bread of life. And as we are coming toward the conclusion of this message, and I just want everybody to consider, because each week, just about each week, i I partake of the sacrament. I'm not saying do what I do. I'm just saying what the Lord has led me to, to do. Since I've been coming, the fellowship. The Lord is not only working on my heart and mine. He's working on yours as well. He's been showing me, Tim, just use what you have. Don't worry about you trying to be anybody else or everybody else or trying to do this or that. Just use what you have. So that's what I'm encouraging you today through this word. Use what you have because he's looking upon all of us as he looked out on the multitudes. He's looking down on the fellowship today. Somebody here today is going through something that you think is just unbearable. But I encourage you to continue to run this race with patience, casting aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us. Just keep running. Stay in the race. Hang in there. The Lord can use you. But you have to take inventory of yourself. You have to take inventory of the gifts and abilities that he has given you you know as a kid coming up I always had this desire to help people and the Lord Lord, just through sports brought me to this place and he has shown me that through ministry through sports is a big part with me just yesterday we did a football camp and We give glory to God in this camp. It's called Going Deep, and we base it off of Luke 5 and 4. Myself and a couple of other guys, we started this 10 years ago. Every year, it either rains or it's a chance of rain. But each year, the Lord comes through. Each year, I want to say this is the last year. I don't want to be a nervous wreck on Friday this has been going on for 10 years, but I didn't realize it till this past week. I was counting up the years. I said, wow, it's been 10 years. And I wanted to quit three or four years ago. But through that little camp, some years we, first year we had about uh, 10 kids. Next year we have about 30. We go up to about 50 and we come down to 25. And Last year we had 75. This year it was about 45 or so yesterday. But we've been planting that seed. And he put in my mind, son, Tim, keep using what you have. Keep using what you have. I have the ability to sit and listen to people. My wife and daughter would object to that. Because when I listen to people all day, every day, and real calm and take it in, then I get home and I still try to be calm, but they'll tell you, uh, we'll have to take a vote on that some days. But just use what you have. And as we close the message, going back to Mark, the sixth chapter, verse 43 and they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. Again, just want to close out on the excess. When you use what you have, when you use love with people and you put your love for others in the hands of the Lord, you'll receive excess. When you extend forgiveness to others and put it in the Lord's hands when you have problems with other people and maybe even fall out with family or loved ones but you put it in the master's hands and you forgive he'll bless it and you'll receive excess there's excess in the lord just think about it 12 baskets of scraps and fish from five loaves of bread and two little old fish See, coming up as a boy, we endured some tough times as a family. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He always provided for us. And over time, the family made increase. The Lord blessed my little family over the years. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he shall direct your paths. Use what you have to carry out the will of God. May the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you at this time. Now we'll close out with a prayer. And as we close out with the prayer and the praise team comes forward, let us continue to meditate upon God's word. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this time together. Lord, thank you for our church. Lord, thank you for my new church family. And Lord, just cause us as a church to come together, continue to come together, love one another, share with one another, glorify your name with one another. But in all this, Lord, we give you praise, give you praise for our families, life, health and strength. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for this service. We ask this prayer in Jesus name. Amen.